Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Your Health Minute brought to you by Aqua Omega. I'm Max Marion, your host, and with me I've got Mark Sicard, my co-host, and today we're going to be talking with Marissa Ricci uh, about gut health and more specifically candida. Uh, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Very good. I always like to get our, our guests to talk a little bit about themselves to start, so maybe you tell us uh, you know, a little bit of your background. Um, your education, your specialty in this space, um, and maybe tell us what you've been up to during uh, the pandemic. Yeah, so I'm a certified holistic nutritionist. I graduated from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, so I have a diploma in natural nutrition. I got into the field kind of around after I graduated university. Um, I struggled with a lot of digestion issues during that time and I couldn't find relief through going to the medical doctors. And so I just decided to go on this path of studying holistic nutrition to really understand like what was going on in my body. And so during the pandemic, I've just been working from home and, you know, building my business and helping women um, overcome chronic yeast infections. That's uh, that's awesome. I love to hear a story like that where like, uh, you know, the interest kind of is spurred from like personal experience. We hear that so much where it's like people just fall on their own quest for like health. Um, you know, they can't find solutions to their health problems. And so they go off and try to find them on themselves. And I feel that there's so much passion that comes um, from that. So um, so we're going to be talking about gut health and it's it's it seems like it's a really hot topic. You know, everybody's talking about leaky gut, candida, just gut issues. Uh, there's so much more awareness around the importance of gut health now and foods and how these foods and alcohol are impacting the gut and also like the gut brain kind of connection um, and how it's impacting our moods and our overall stress levels and decision making. So I think it's fascinating to talk about the gut um, and, and the different health conditions um, that can come from this. And candida is a big one. You know, I think a lot of people are, are dealing with candida to, in, to some degree and have no idea that they're actually dealing with. And, you know, you mentioned yeast infections. I'm, I'm assuming that there's some link between candida and yeast infections directly. Maybe we can talk about that in a little bit. Um, but maybe start by telling us, breaking down what candida actually is. Yeah, so candida is a single cell fungus sugar fermenting yeast that lives in our intestinal microbiome and normal healthy amounts in all of us. We all have it, but it can overgrow very easily. So certain things that um, can make it overgrow is definitely our diets. So like you had mentioned, you know, eating junk food, processed food diet, not getting enough fiber is a really big one. Um, things like alcohol consumption, as you had mentioned with leaky gut, like that does you know, contribute to inflammation and damaging the gut lining, which just creates like an, an invitation for pathogens to kind of overgrow if there's not like a, a happy environment going on in there. Um, yeah, there's so many um, aspects of just like diet and lifestyle that can play a role in kind of disrupting the, um, the microbiome in terms of like good bacteria and bad bacteria. And right now, likely, like we're like we, we mentioned, like especially for pandemic, I think there was even some advisors coming out warning Canadians about consuming too much alcohol because the liquor sales were so, so, so far up from where they normally are. Uh, you know, spending more time at home, maybe ordering more takeout, kind of reaching for those comfort foods or snack foods. You know, people aren't exercising, so you're lacking that kind of energy or that motivation or you know that dopamine that just like makes you feel good that wants you to get out and kind of so you're kind of going back to these so there's probably a lot of people that can benefit to hear about this and like 
what it is, how it's happening, what to look for, symptoms you, you should be you should be looking for. And I, th- I think it's interesting that you mentioned fiber as well, because I, I know just from experience and having gone through, you know, myself not consuming enough fiber in my diet, um, I, I was astonished to figure out how to find out like the amount of fiber that we're actually consuming um, and the health issues that it can, it it, uh, it creates, you know, not just for uh, candida, but just like overall colon cancer because we're not having enough bowel movements on a regular basis or good bowel movements. So, so uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that um, as well later when we talk. I'm sure you'll dive into it. But um, so, how does someone actually get candida? Like, what what's causing it? What's happening? Um, let's say I'm a perfectly healthy individual. Uh, I've got this bacteria you mentioned in in my intestines and my gut. You know, living in balance. What can I do that's going to provoke this candida? Um, so first I would say the biggest one is stress and that can be like both external stressors and internal stressors. We'll talk about both. Um, so like external stressors, I feel like people are more familiar with. So that's things like work, bills, anything that's outside of us that's going to provoke the stress response within the body, but also anything that's going on internally that can provoke like stress and inflammation. So things like blood sugar imbalances, um, candida in and of itself can provoke the stress response in the body. Um, if you've been through some kind of trauma or if you're drinking, you know, too much caffeine every day. So it's essentially anything that's going to promote inflammation in the body because when inflammation is high, cortisol, our stress hormone is high um, and it inflammation is high. So all that stuff is going on, which like makes like a breeding ground for pathogens like candida to overgrow because what happens is, is when our body is in the fight or flight response. Um, we're not in our parasympathetic nervous system state, like our rest and digest. So when you're in that heightened, like reactive state, anything that you're eating is just going to serve as food for the pathogens in your gut. So you want to always be making sure that you're doing things every day to make sure that you're activating your, your nervous system. So are you moving your body? Are you going outside? Are you eating a whole foods diet? Like there's so many things that we need to be doing to keep our, our nervous system in an equilibrium so that we're not like throwing our body out of balance. So if you're going through chronic stress on a day-to-day basis, like over time, that's going to lead to imbalance, blood sugar, inflammation, and then that's going to start feeding a pathogenic overgrowth of candida. Does uh, a weakened immune system also have uh, something to do with it? Or yeah. is it, yeah. Yeah, so that whole cycle I was just talking about, if that like ring of inflammation and blood sugar imbalance. Mm-hmm. And it's going to lead to a weakened immune system. <laughs> yeah. What happens is like you want to like. Over. Yeah, we're, we're very anti-inflammation over yeah and also um does does let's say the alkalinity of your blood have a lot to do with it i know with pathogens like this they can live in both an acidic or an alkaline environment but is it more i would assume with the diet and being more acidic that it's probably increases the the likelihood of it overgrow yeah so there's a huge like uh, misconception I feel with the acid alkaline thing in the body like when in terms of like gut health like when the gut becomes too alkaline that's when pathogens start to overgrow oh, mm-hmm. make the gut too alkaline and then bad bacteria gets a chance to overgrow so mm-hmm. essentially we want to be making the gut actually more acidic so what helps make the gut more acidic is by eating fiber which produce helps the gut bacteria produce short chain fatty acids one of them I think is called butyrate and what what those do is they produce acid in the body, which helps ensure that the healthy bacteria can thrive and then the bad bacteria don't get an opportunity to thrive. 
So I feel like um, that's what we we're talking about with fiber. Like it's so important to make sure that you're getting enough fiber in your diet to make sure that you've got those healthy gut micro microbes to produce short-chain fatty acids to make sure that pathogens don't get an opportunity to overgrow. Very interesting. And so, so how important are your probiotics, prebiotics in this process? Um, they are very important. It's just you have to kind of go about like a strategic way of making sure that you're um, consuming them at an appropriate time based on where your level of pathogenic overgrowth is. Because oftentimes when candida is overgrown, um, prebiotics can be highly reactive in the, in the gut. Like they can um, like cause a lot of, um, you know, gas and bloating and that sort of thing because there's a lot of inflammation going on. So there usually needs to be some level of restriction of, of certain prebiotics in the initial stages when you're cleansing because it usually causes so much um, digestive upset. But once more healing has taken place in the gut, those foods need to be brought back in afterwards to kind of like repopulate. So that's sort of kind of like after you do the cleanse, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so I'm sure a bunch of people right now are listening, wondering like, um, all right, let's let's like let's talk about some of the symptoms and kind of wondering like, do is this something I have? Is it like because I'm sure there are different severities of it, right? Like you can have like slight candida overgrowth and a significant overgrowth. Um, so maybe symptoms and what people should be looking for to understand if it's something they should be getting checked out. Mm -hmm. um, I would say the biggest one is brain fog. Um, so if I were to explain that brain fog is essentially just like feeling like you're not thinking clearly and you're trying to remember really small details and you just can't quite put your finger on it. Like walk into a room to go do something and you can't remember why you, walk, why you walked in there or um, just having difficulty concentrating. Like when I had really severe overgrowth um, in university, I literally thought that I was just stupid because I couldn't read my textbook. I was sitting there trying to reread and nothing was like coming in. Like that's severe brain fog. And that's because candida produces mycotoxins in the body. Like, um, uh, what's it called? Aldehyde, I think is one of them. And that is like toxic to your brain, which affects your ability to think. So that's a huge one. And then also any GI symptoms, so bloating, gas, belching, and irregular bowel movements, so diarrhea or constipation, um, heartburn, and then any type of imbalances in your skin. So if your skin is extra dry, itchy, mm -hmm. you have eczema, um, anything like that. And then other types of um, fungus, like um, indications of fungus overgrowth in the body. So like athlete's foot, um, yeast infections, or ringworm, or um, essentially, yeah, anything that's going to affect the skin. And then another big one is um, craving. So if you're like feeling like you have sugar 24 seven, that's usually because there's pathogens inside of your body that are asking for food. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I find it, it, and they're craving the triggers to be fed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Go ahead, Mark. Oh no, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I just going back to something Max had mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. You know, the the, the gut brain connection. I, I find it just so incredible how many mind gut connections there are, and how responsible one is for the other. You know, mainly gut towards brain, of course, but it's incredible. Yeah, there's actually, I can't remember which percentage it is. It's I think it's like 80% of serotonin is produced in the gut. So that's another symptom of candida too, is like anxiety and panic. Mm -hmm. Because if your gut isn't producing enough serotonin, that is directly going to affect your, your mental health and, and vice versa. So if you're experiencing anxiety, that in turn is going to also mm -hmm. contribute to the death of good microbes in your gut, which in turn Disrupted well. sleep too, I believe, eh? with uh, heavy candida. It's, you get kind of really disruptive sleep 
Yeah, it's definitely yeah, so important, mm -hmm. and that's going to just compound the problem. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's when the body's healing itself. So what? So like we've got these things. You understand? Like you've got like what's the actual diagnosis? Where do you go to? Like how do they figure out if you've got it? Is it a urine test? Is it a like are they testing uh, feces? Like how do you or is it like on your tongue? Like you know sometimes I'll go to the acupuncturist and she'll look at my tongue and she'll be like, oh you're you're having digestive issues and she'll make me some special tea and then all of a sudden I'm fine. But you know, <laughs> or I check it for a wig and it feels fantastic after or the acupuncture just releases everything. It's, it's amazing. But, uh, yeah. So what do we, what is it that we, uh, get, how are we uh, getting diagnosed? Yeah, exactly. What are we doing to get diagnosed? Um, so there's a few ways you can get diagnosed. Um, it's, I find a little bit more rare to be able to get diagnosed through like a medical doctor. I do know in some areas of the world, you can go to a medical doctor for testing, but most of the testing you, you get done through a naturopathic doctor. So one of them is a live blood cell analysis. Um, this will be able to show you if it's um, parasites or, or candida or anything like that. You can also get like a comprehensive stool analysis test done. So it will show in the feces if it is in there. I do know there's other types of blood testings that you can get done. And um, a newer type of testing is like GI map testing. So that will, will show as well. And then yeah, if you have oral fresh, you'll be able to see the white coating on your tongue. And if you have oral fresh in your mouth, it's more than likely that the root cause is in the digestive system. Same thing with the yeast infection. If you've got um, a, a vaginal yeast infection and you've treated it locally and it, the treatment's not working, that's often an indication that there may be yeast overgrown in the body as well. Um, and then also focused questionnaires are also a really great way to, to assess like yeast levels because yeast overgrowth symptoms are so specific by doing a focused questionnaire that can also give great insight on like how the gut is functioning too. Mm -hmm. What about heartburn? Is that like one of them or like low acid or something like that? Is that a, a sign that you're dealing with some type of candida? Yeah. So um, low stomach acid is actually a contributing factor to the development of candida overgrowth and okay. that's Stomach acid are like natural antibiotics. So if we don't have enough stomach acid, that's like our first line of defense against pathogens. So if that is low and we're you know we're, we are in contact with pathogens in our food and water on a daily basis. So if that's coming in and we don't have that you know first line of defense to protect us against that, then um, bacteria can actually start overgrowing in the stomach, or it can just continue to travel down into the intestines and it can like overgrow there as well. Okay. Not something, not something I think I want to deal with uh, too, too, but let's talk about like your, your treatments and like what people would normally do. So you go this, you're having digestive issues, you go see your doctor, most people go see their, their MD. Uh, and then, you know, I, I feel like we're such a, like, again, like a pill popping mentality. It's like, just give me the meds and, you know, and we'll get rid of this. Even like, you know, I think you mentioned localized treatments of yeast infections like I got or creams or whatever. It's like, just give me something, fix it, goes away. I don't have to worry about it. I don't really want to worry about changing anything else. But uh, let's talk about that treatment and also like, you know, the downsides of it. Yeah, so the thing about those treatments is like it usually works for like a month or two. And then I find the yeast overgrowth just like comes back because it's it there needs to be more of an implementation of like diet. So if you're eating a diet that's going to be feeding the overgrowth of yeast, even if you're taking medication to kill it, it's still going to continue growing. So that's why I really feel like a full approach of like, you know, doing the diet, taking whether it's a prescription antifungal or taking an herbal antifungal, and then also like lifestyle factors too. Because like I was talking about before, if you're doing a candida diet and you're taking prescription medication, but you're chronically stressed out, 
you're not going to heal from candida. So that's why I personally feel like there needs to be that like holistic approach of making sure that every aspect of the human body is being supported so that your body can overcome an infection. Because it's not necessarily a matter a fact of removing it entirely, right? It's, it's a matter of bringing it down to a more manageable level. So there's yeah. degrees to it as opposed to you're clear of it or you have it. It's, there's, it's all shades of gray. Yeah, that is a huge misconception, actually. I feel like everyone's always like, we have to kill the candida. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, we're going to rebalance it because mm -hmm. like you're or like, we do need some level of candida in the gut for us to function properly. We just, we need an equal balance of mm -hmm. yeast and parasites and all that kind of stuff, like in an equilibrium so that everything's working together. When we have too much of anything in the body, it, we're imbalanced, right? And things aren't mm -hmm. functioning properly. So, yeah. Is it the same kind of test that you do to figure out if you're imbalanced or do you just feel it like you're just like oh, i just feel good like i'm not you know my energy is good my, my mental clarity is there like you know or or again is it something that you go for follow-up testing once you've been diagnosed to make sure things are in balance yeah so like when i had candida overgrowth like a few years ago um that's what i did so i went and saw i went and got the blood cell analysis done first i did my cleanse and then i went back to him afterwards just to check to make sure that it was gone um, you don't have to do it this way. Like some people can't afford to get those tests done and that's fine. Like I, I use a yeast assessment questionnaire with some of my clients who um, were not happy to get the test done. And like I was saying, it's like, it's a very long in-depth form, like reading symptoms on a scale. And so those symptoms are, are also a great indication of how, how much yeast there is overgrown in the body. So I just use that in the same way. We assess it at the start, we go through the program and then we assess where it is like afterwards. But Obviously, it's if you want an accurate diagnosis, I would definitely highly recommend getting a test like mm -hmm. that done. It sounds like such a hard thing to diagnose because so many of the symptoms are symptoms of so many other things also, you know, equated to malnourishment and, you know, overstress and too much inflammation and things like that. Yeah, and I feel like Tricky. some people don't actually need the cleanse. Like, I feel like some people, like you were saying, they have malnourishment or they have other imbalances and they just need to reduce their inflammation. Like there's so many things that go into just like being healthy and having a balanced microbiome that like, if you're, you have a really severe like weakened immune system, I wouldn't recommend starting off with doing a cleanse. If you want to build your immune system up because you need to be able to fight an infection. If you have no immune system to help you fight an infection, I don't think a cleanse would be like the right thing to kind of like start off with. So that's why I always like kind of meet my clients when they're at start working together and we just focus on you know supporting their body systems first before kind of you know fighting that infection like that kind of comes after the fact that that makes sense yeah absolutely so tell us like a little bit about the the traditional kind of course of action and your non-restrictive kind of approach yeah so if you search the candida diet on the internet you're going to get this like really restrictive approach that tells you to eat um, animal protein and non-starch vegetables, and it recommends cut out like all types of complex carbohydrates, so grains, starchy um, vegetables like potatoes, yams, squash, all that kind of stuff. Also, like all beans and legumes and fruit, like all types of fruit. So, um, the issue with this type of diet is that it ends up being too high in fat. Like when we cut out all sources of carbohydrates and fruit from our diet, we've got you know, not enough antioxidants and not enough um, fiber to like fuel our body. So uh, what happens when we do this type of approach is this really affects like 
imbalances our blood sugar. And remember that kind of cycle of imbalance blood sugar, inflammation, and stress and quality that I was talking about earlier. So being on a diet like that long term and contribute to imbalance in blood sugar and promoting inflammation, bringing about the stress response in the body, which then in turn can just contribute to feeding and eating further. So this is what happened to myself and it happened, um, I did notice that it was starting to happen with people of my clients when I first started doing it this way. And so um, this is why I came up with like my non-restrictive approach. So I just believe that blood sugar needs to be balanced and our adrenal glands need to be supported so that um, our body's in like a, a proper state to, to fight the infection. So I do allow some amounts of um, complex carbohydrates like, um, you know, the, the lower starch vegetables, the so like yams, and grains like quinoa and buckwheat and those sorts of things that are like lower in carbohydrates that are still going to give the body the fuel that it needs to function. This delivers a little bit of glucose to carry out detoxification. So if we're eating too high of a fat diet, this isn't going to support, you know, um, bowel movements and liver detoxification and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think that's super interesting. I mean, I think like, I, I just... There's so much to it and there's so many different ways you can look at it. I just think that this, it's so, I think the most important thing is like awareness to know that this is potentially going on in your body. Um, are there any dangers like like if you, this goes untreated, like long-term, aside from like the weakened immune system and like like leaky gut and inflammation, obviously inflammation is the root cause for any kind of like really chronic illness or disease that you can be dealing with. But what's what's the biggest impact on your overall health if you leave this untreated? Yeah, so immediate like, maybe long term um but if this goes on like with the weekly immunity this eventually that cycle of um inflammation and intestinal permeability over time can lead to um diseases like um autoimmunity so the body can start like attacking itself it can lead to um like the imbalanced blood sugar over time can lead to um insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes um it can lead to a fatigue hmm. um means that if your body is going through the stress response like continuously for like over a year, your adrenal glands can't keep up anymore, in which case those will start under functioning and that can contribute to uh, symptoms like depression and low energy and so many other things. So it really kind of is the um, like candida can contribute to um, basically all types of diseases in one way or another. It's left to overgrown the body for a long time. Is it one of the biggest things that comes down to gut health? Like, is that like candida and leaky gut or do they go hand in hand? Yeah. Because everybody talks about leaky gut, you know, all the time. Like, um, I would kind of maybe put it in this umbrella of just like dysbiosis in general. Because candida is just like a type of dysbiosis. So dysbiosis is the imbalance between good and bad bacteria in the gut. So candida can be one of those pathogens. There can be other types of bacterial strains. There can be parasites. Um, SIBO, like small intestinal bacteria overgrowth is another type of dysbiosis. So whatever one of those that may be going on in the body, that over time can contribute to leaky gut. Because what those pathogens like to do is they like to hang out along the lining of the gut, which creates inflammation, and then it damages the tight junctions that kind of keep everything together along the gut wall. And then when that happens, undigested food particles and all that stuff get into the bloodstream, and then that elicits an immune system response because the immune system's like, well, what's this foreign invader doing here in the bloodstream? I'm going to attack it. So if that was a food particle that got in there, then we start reacting to foods. We get food sensitivities. And if that cycle goes on, like I was saying before, that will lead to autoimmunity because there's going to be so many 
um, things in the blood that aren't supposed to be there that the body can't differentiate between self and own self and then autoimmunity sets in. Hmm. That's, and that's become, that becomes significantly harder to correct once you get down, once you get to that point. Like, so you, you definitely want to avoid getting to that. Is there, are there any, are there some myths about like either gut health or candida that you want to clear up? Yeah, I feel like another like a approach that a lot of other um, like practitioners take is that like doing a stricter cleanse for longer is better. And that is such a huge myth. Like our bodies cannot withstand a restrictive diet for longer than a few months. And we don't need to be restricting, you know, carbohydrates and healthy foods out of our diet for like years and years on end. It's like I was talking about before, that's it imbalances blood sugar, it creates stress in the body. And it also isn't good on our mental health, like mm-hmm. having that level of restriction towards certain foods and, and that sort of thing. Like I experienced this myself and so um, I really don't believe in doing it that way. Like it doesn't need to be done in this super restrictive way. And you don't need to be eating candida friendly for like the rest of your life. It should just be. It's a, it's a long process too, right? The actual cleanse itself to go through is like, what is it like a six to nine month process? It gets serious. Um, like I was saying, I don't do it for six to, to nine months. I feel like that's, that's like way too long. Like the way I do it in my program, like the actual cleansing process is only four to six weeks. And I do it in like a, in over three months and there's three phases and then after we do the, that whole program once we will redo the phases like again so the actual phase that's cleansing is short because like i was saying the body starts to the immune system kind of starts to get weakened if we're cleansing for too long mm-hmm. it needs to be being cleansed and then we can do it again that sort of cycle of cleansing and then building and then kind of continuing like that mm-hmm. That sounds like a much more sustainable approach and much more friendly approach and probably something people would be much more likely to try to do, right? Because like four to six weeks, like a good kind of 30 days of cleansing, like seems seems manageable, right? You know, you see all these 30-day challenges or 30-day cleanses or whatever, the, the whole 30 things I got where they're cutting out sugars and all this kind of stuff. It seems like people are already used to doing that. And then when you kind of work the building things back up and then you go through the cycle again, I mean, it feels like something like, if I would look at that, I would say like, okay, that's that's much more manageable for me than to, mm-hmm. than to just, and not just that, I mean, especially like in a, in a family, you know, like if you're looking at these candida friendly meals or these foods and these things like that, like it's a big lifestyle impact. Like when you're feeding, not just yourself, but your entire family, it's, it's, a, it, it's pretty restricted. I don't know about you, Mark, but I feel like if I try to do that or try to impose that onto my young kids, it's not going to fall yeah. too, too well. well healthy to begin with, it's like, you know, yeah, I mean, I certainly understand the the concept of you know the the reset, but I'm I'm a huge fan of sustainability and you know actually learning about yourself, learning about your digestion, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what triggers it, what doesn't. You know, everybody's lifestyles are so yeah, different. Food like, right? Yeah, yeah, and and like Marissa's been saying, you know, uh, you can you can be taking. The medications you could be doing all sorts of things but if you're still stressed out of your mind day in day out just suffering from adrenal fatigue you know a lot of these other efforts will be futile anyway you know so i even poor sleep like sleep has such a big impact on that just yeah. sleeping poorly and yeah like kind of like what we allude to a lot in this podcast the pillars of health you know it's 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 uh it's it's amazing how the the answer tends to always be the same regardless of what the syndrome is or stress reduction proper diet proper exercise proper sleep 
Yeah. Well, Marissa was talking about the, the sleep and the impact of candida on sleep mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I got a I, I got a smartwatch for Christmas, and it was just interesting to, to kind of see how it how it like different things can impact my sleep. And on average, I get like four hours of deep sleep. But if I have like one beer, like one alcoholic beverage, it cuts it in half. It's unbelievable. Mm. And so like, you know, all these, other, and all these things has such a just impact on health, but the, you know, the, the candida condition, your gut health, your mental health and stuff like that. It's just, I think people, you know, maybe they're not aware of this because you go around, you just get, you get used to it, right? Like if you feel a certain way and you're dealing with certain things and you're dealing with IBS, you're dealing with all these things. Like, you know, I remember someone like I used to play hockey with, they're like, yeah, like, 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 could hadn't couldn't remember the last time had a solid bowel movement. It was always to just lose lose stool, and I'm like, that's a problem. Hmm. You know what I mean? But it's like, oh, it's just how I am. It's just my how my digestion works or whatever. And it's like, no, like mm-hmm. that's not normal. That's not how our bodies are made to work. You know what I mean? Like you're lacking something, or there's something fundamentally wrong here that we need to address, like or that you need to address and deal with rather. So, um, yeah, I think it's a uh, it's super important, and I need think any more people need to take their guts into consideration and, and and be really aware of what they're putting into their stomach and how their bodies are feeling. I totally agree with that. So many people, I feel like when you've been living with a health uh, concern for so long, it just becomes a part of your life, and then you get in this mindset where you just think that this is what you're going to have to live with like for the rest of your life. And I felt like that for a long time too because I couldn't get the relief I needed from you know going. To the doctor like I just kept being told I had irritable bowel syndrome and I was fine I would just take a fiber supplement and I was fine but I really was not fine and my candida got so bad to the point where I couldn't function and that's what I was telling mm-hmm. before I ended up just going to school for nutrition and figuring it out for myself because I knew mm-hmm. it was like deep down within that there was something really going on in my body and I wanted to experience things like that when you experience things like that like it comes from such a place of passion and you can tell just by you know the way you talk about things that you're just you know you're really passionate about the subject and you really want to help a lot of people out to get better and feel better and get on the road to wellness and i think that's amazing so um how how can people get a hold of you if they they want to get more information or talk to you about candida see if it's something that they're going through or or get introduced to your program yeah, so um, on my Instagram, my Instagram is the Holistic Seedling, so you can find me on there. And then I also have a website. It's www.holisticseedlingnutrition.com. Um, so you can definitely contact me through either of those ways or um, through my email, which is um, holisticseedlingnutrition at gmail.com. And are you working through with virtual consultations right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do offer my practices global, so wherever you live in the world, I'm definitely able to help. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think it's wonderful. <laughs> I hope a lot of people reach out to you because I think, like you know, like, like I said, there's so many people that are dealing with this, and you don't have to feel like that or, or live like that. There are solutions, and there are some great people like uh, like Marissa that can really help you get get you on the right track. Yeah, definitely. So, this has been great, super insightful. Uh, I really appreciate having you on the show. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can have you again sometime. Yeah, thank you so much. It was uh, fun talking about Candida. So, awesome. <laughs> <Anytime>. <laughs> we learned a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>